0: This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God. I've been on a series called Gifts and Callings. And I'm still kind of part of that series today. The title of it is called to be caught up. And I want to talk to you about that we are in the last days. Amen? Amen. And the Bible talks about that we need to, you know, I think there's three types of Christians. There, there's uh, one type of Christian that's awake. Amen. There's another type of Christian that's dozing. <laughs> sometimes I'm preaching and some, some of you are dozing off. In other words, you're kind of in and out of the faith. Amen. Sometimes you're in and sometimes you're out. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? Sometimes you're full of faith and sometimes you're full of doubt. Is there, you know, but that's not us, amen, that's not this group, that's all those that are watching online, amen, that didn't make it out this morning, and, uh, and then you have those that are asleep, and those are the ones that aren't watching, or are here in church today, and those are Christians that have totally just stopped doing the basics, amen, and look at your neighbor and say, keep doing the basics, the basics. and so as Christians, we got to keep doing the basics, and and I, I think what the enemy's trying to do in this day and age is to get us distracted. Amen. It's easy to get distracted in here. Amen. And so uh, look at your other neighbor and say, don't get, don't get distracted. See, I'm getting you guys engaged here. Amen. You guys got to get engaged. If, if not, you might be dozing by the time I'm done with this message. So Romans eleven twenty nine. 29. This is really good. It says, uh, the amplified, it says, for the gifts and callings of God... Are irrevocable, for he does not withdraw what he has given, nor does he change his mind about those whom he gives, his grace to whom he sends his call. So we discovered in our series that, um, you know, it's not just preachers that are called. (laughs) A lot of times in church, the church is set up where the preacher and really the congregation comes in, and of course, uh, and the preacher preaches, and a lot of times we think it's all it 's all up on the preacher and the evangelist you know uh, to get the church going, but you know what the you guys have a calling, see, I have a calling amen, and so we you need to get into your calling amen and so and so we need to get a revelation of that and and so um we know this that 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 Jesus is coming back, amen. And so he's coming back, and, and he's going to pick us up, praise God. I'm going to talk about that, um, uh, you know, the rapture of the church uh, a little bit today. And uh, he's going to pick us up, praise God, because uh, I, I believe none of us in here is going to experience the tribulation. Amen? And, uh, and, so, and so, but, 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 but I'm, I, I have that blessed hope. I'm believing, you know, we should be waking up every day. ...and believing that Jesus could come back any day. Amen. Now, we, see, the Bible says when we believe that way... ...it keeps us walking pure before God. In other words, if you knew that Jesus was coming back tonight... ...you might live your life a little differently that day. You might walk in a little bit more love. Amen. You might witness to somebody that you want to... ...you may call a relative that's backslidden. Amen. If you knew Jesus was coming back. Amen. And I'm going to say this, Jesus, you know, return is closer than ever before. Amen. And of course, you know, I, I, I taught about this and a lot of times in the early church. They thought he was going to come in their day because it was all this persecution of the church when the church was getting started. You know, the church was under a lot of great persecution. And, you know, persecution is coming to the church even today. You know, even, you know, even the churches in California, you know, church, you know. Uh, they they've closed down the churches again, and, and uh, I, I believe even uh, they had a court law that they could not start church back up. A, a minister was trying to get the church going again, and, and some judge said no church can't. Uh, you know, it, that's an infringement on our, our rights, amen, the First Amendment rights, amen. And, uh, but you know what? God is still in control. And so, you know, don't get discouraged. Amen. And God's still in control. So, so, so we got to understand this, that, that, that we're all coming to a point where we're going to stand before Jesus Christ and we're going to give an account of our lives. Everybody watching online, you're going to give an account of your lives and everybody that's not watching or that's not engaging or that's out of faith for now. You know, I used, I was out of faith one time. I was backslidden out of the walk of God, backslid out of the church, and I I wasn't attending church and I was living in the world, but I was still a Christian. I still love God, you know, as much you know, I thought you know, I love God, but I love myself a little bit more. This is one thing we gotta be very careful about because the Bible says in the last days, people will be lovers of themselves. People will have more desire for pleasures in life than than to serve and please God. And we got to be very careful because sometimes we can get in that mode where we want the easy life. I want it easy. You know, it's nice to sleep in on Saturdays, but it'd be nice to sleep in on Sundays too. You know what I'm saying? But no, 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 no. God's not calling us to an easy gospel. Sometimes it's hard serving God. Sometimes it's it's a, you know, it's a challenge to walk in love when there's a lot of unlovely people out here. Amen. I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm being challenged all the time to walk in love. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and, and, and I'm just talking about with my family. Okay. <laughs> we won't go there this morning. But are you hearing what I'm saying? Sometimes it's even harder to walk in love with your family. Amen. Amen. And then in the people out there. Amen. So, so it says here in 2 Corinthians 5.10. Because, see, we should be living our lives in a way that we know that Jesus is coming back ...and that we're going to stand before Jesus... ...and that we're going to give an account of our lives. And it says here um, in 2 Corinthians 5.10, the Amplified... ...it says, for we believers will be called to account... ...and must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ... ...so that each one may be repaid for what he has been... ...what he has been done in the body... ...whether good or bad... ...that is, which will be held responsible for his actions... ...purposes and goals and motives... The use or misuse of his time, opportunities, and abilities. Oh man, Pastor, did you have to read the Amplified on this one? <laughs> In other words, the, the Bible talks about that we need to know the signs of the times. And the Bible actually says for us Christians, we need to be awakened unto righteousness. So, so you know, like, like I, I've been preaching to you. I, I try to start my day when I wake, as soon as I wake up. I grab my phone and I go to my Bible app and I read the word before I get out of bed. Why do I do that? Because I got to set my day up with the word. That's got to be the, the word of God has to be the first thing that I do. I pull I'm laying in bed and I'm reading the word before I even get out of the bed. Pastor, that's a little extreme. You know, that's a little, don't you brush your teeth first? No, I get the word God in first. Then I brush my teeth. I I hope God's okay with that. But anyway, uh, so, so yeah, yeah. What what am I saying? I'm saying we got to be word minded. We got to be putting the word of God first place. And and, and so we got to be very careful that we're not allowing uh, the world to lure us away from the things of God. And, 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 you know, and I'm going to talk about that because there's two great things happening in the last days. And I'm going to preach and I'm going to give, I'm going to give you a clue right now. Two great things. There's, there's the falling away. There's Christians falling away from the faith. And then there's revival. God's, you know, the devil's doing something. He's trying to discourage us. He's trying to get us to fall away from, you know, doing the basics, staying in the word... Praying, amen, worshiping the Lord, uh, coming to church. You know, if the enemy can get us, if the enemy, listen, uh, the enemy will try to get us to make excuses for not serving God. And but they, the, the excuses won't hold up on judgment day. Amen. In other words, you know, God gives us the grace. Uh, this is what I love about God is that God gives us the grace to fulfill our ministry. That grace empowers us. So, so what do we got to do? We got to get up and start moving. But his grace comes on us to actually to get the job done. His grace empowers us. See, God gives you grace to love your spouse. God, we're called to love our spouses. God gives you grace to rear your kids. Amen. Amen. Uh, Christina, Yin was trying to get Christina out of bed. She kept laying in bed. Yin almost yanked her out of bed this morning. God, i was like, you know, you know, because she was like laying there, laying there, not getting up. I said, Christina, baby, you better get up because you're still sitting there. Mommy was pretty strong. And she said, I said, what do you think? She'll yank me out. I said, you don't want to go that far. In other words, we don't want to go so far with God that he has to yank us out of our sleeping state, wake us up. Amen. Wake up, you know, and and get into gear. Amen. Somebody say, get into gear. And so God graces us. And so I, I love this because we're either building our kingdom. We're either building the kingdom of God or we're building our own kingdom. Oh, pastor, you're preaching this morning. We're either building the kingdom of God. We're we're involved in building the kingdom of God. In other words, our life should be revolving around the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of God around our life. Amen. Amen. In other words, everything that we do should be connected to kingdom, uh, uh, the kingdom life. Amen. Amen. And so, and so, I like this because I think some some people will get. On that faithful day when we're standing in on the judgment seat, uh, when Jesus sitting on the judgment seat of Christ and we're standing before him. Uh, some people, and, I, and I, I, the, 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 the title of this message is, is called to be rewarded. God wants to reward each one of us with great rewards. Not only when we get to heaven, but down here as well when we're serving God. God wants to reward us, but I, I have a, you know... Um, uh, I have a fear, if, if I can say that way, or that as some of us, that some of you may not be getting all the rewards that God wants you to have. That, and, and I, you know, I want all the rewards that I can get and then some. Yes. You know, I might be, you know, I look at some of these ministers and, uh, you know, and some of them are doing great things for God. You know, they're, you know, they're, they're world changers and... And, uh, you know, they're just, they're, they're like, they're like the five talent ministers. You know, Jesus talks about five talent people, two talent people. In other words, God gives you talents and whatever your talent and ability, God will only judge you on that. He won't judge you on somebody else's talents and abilities. And I was thinking about these great ministers that are, that are world changers. And I aspire to be like one of them. And. And, um, and I was thinking about that, and I said, Lord, oh, I, I, you know, I, I must, you know, I was thinking, I'm, I'm probably a two-talent one, because these five-talent guys are pretty good. And I was thinking, but, but it would be nice to be a five-talent minister. And the Lord said, to much is given, much is required. He just spoke that to me in my ear. I said, okay, I'll be a two-talent guy. <laughs> in other words, I'm, it's a lot more responsibility. In other words, that, I mean, you got a bigger uh, uh, congregation, you got thousands of people. Uh, you, there's a little bit more responsibility than, than a, a smaller, tighter-knit community, like, like a smaller church, amen? Even, even though most churches in America, they're not mega-churches. Most churches run about 100 people or less. A lot of people don't know that. And then you see all the mega churches on TV, but they're, they're the anomaly. They, they're, 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 there's not a lot of mega churches out there. So most pastors are preaching about 100 to 200 people. Amen? And so, so all I want to know is that whatever God calls you to do, don't despise small beginnings. Amen. Don't despise if God calls you to the children's ministry. Oh, Pastor. Don't despise if God calls you to work a camera. Don't despise if God calls you to usher. Don't despise if God calls you to do something small. But in in your eyes, it may look small. But in God's eyes, whatever you do for him is big. Can I say that again? In our eyes, sometimes what we do is small. But in God's eyes, what we do is big. We do it with a right heart attitude and a right heart motive. Do you believe that today? God looks at everything that we do because there's so many people that are stiff arming God. What do I mean by that? God, I I ain't going to church today. I ain't going to serve you today. I ain't going to give. You know, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people stiff arming God. What, what, what do I mean by that? They're giving God the hand. You know, i I'm, You know, and we're going to talk about the reasons why people do that. The reasons why people, you know, back up you know, off of the calling of God on their life. We're going to talk about that today. And it's, and there's reasons. There's reasons why. And we don't want to be judgmental of people that are backing out. Because there's reasons. The enemy has a plan. And the devil has a plan to dismantle the calling in your life. Do you believe that today? And, and look at this in Corinthians. And, and um, it says here, uh, this is the Apostle Paul and, he's, and Paul is saying here in, in, in Corinthians uh, chapter 3, I think it's 2 Corinthians, uh, chapter 3, 11 through 15. It says, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have, have, Jesus Christ. Anyone who builds on the foundation may use a variety of materials. Gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw." But on Judgment Day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, the builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. Think about that. So what, what, what Paul is saying is, he's saying that, you know, that we're, we're, we're all builders. You know, you might say, I can't build anything, you know. No, we're all builders. You're building something. And hopefully you're building the kingdom of God. And he talks about building with materials like gold, silver, and jewels, which, um, uh, and then he talks about wood, hay, and straw. And we're building our lives, but are we building it on the foundation of Jesus Christ? Are we building our lives on the foundation of promoting the kingdom of God? Are we building our lives on on, on trying to draw people into the kingdom of God? Are we are, are you listen? Are we building our lives around Jesus? Hello. And he says here that that see we need to be very careful because even when we're walking with Christ, we can slowly kind of come out of building, you know, serving God and we can start serving ourselves. Amen. And we got to be very careful that 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 we're not. Sh- I'm preaching to myself today. Can I preach to myself today? You're just a part of it because God's talking to me, you know, what I'm talking about? because, you know, I got other endeavors and business endeavors as well as the church. And, 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 and I got to make sure that I make church the main thing. Yes. Amen. Amen. I don't need to allow other things to be more valuable than serving God. Are you listening to what I'm saying? We don't want, we don't even want, we don't want our, our, your spouse should not be number one. Jesus should be number one. Your kids don't need need to be number one. Jesus needs to be number one. Your occupation doesn't need to be, I'm, I'm talking to somebody, Jesus needs to be number one. And then when Jesus is in proper place in our lives, then everything else comes together. But when things are out of order and we're putting things before Jesus, our kids, our spouse, our our career, and we put that above Jesus, then everything gets out of order and we start building our life. Oh, I'm preaching this morning. We start building our lives for ourselves and then we end up building, uh, uh, you know, on hay, wood and straw. And then we get there to heaven thinking, oh, yeah, I did some good things, you know, And, 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 and Jesus said, you did it all for yourself. But come on in. You barely made it in. I don't want to be that way. I, I, I want, you know, I want to come in and Jesus said you or your heart attitude was right when you served me. Because, see, see, you can be you can be doing the call of God, but your heart attitude may not be right. Oh. In other words, you can become a church, but you could be grumbling the whole way. <laughs> you may not. I don't want to be here. <laughs> but but see, that, that's not going to you're not going to win any points or any gold stars. In heaven for that. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Gold stars? Yeah. I don't know. I, get, you know I, I guess when you're a kid, you got gold stars, you know, like on your papers and stuff like that. You know, when you went to school. I love school, by the way. I don't know. I don't understand any kids that don't love school. Amen. And uh, when I went to school, I loved school. I would, if I, I even was sick, I would, I, would tell my, I, would, I would try to go to school even sick. And my mom said, no, you got to stay home. And so same thing with church. I love church and we should love church say I love church. I love church amen and uh and so so we need to love church so we need to make sure that we're building our foundation on kingdom principles and this is what happens um, it's it, what happens is that that the enemy will just he will try to put the world before us and we can be consumed by the world the bible says in first john 2:15 and 17 do not love the world or the things of the world If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. So we got to be very careful that we're not falling in love with this world. Amen. Amen. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not from the father, but is of the world. See, we got to really always be examining our motives. Why are we doing things and what is the reasons behind it? Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And, and, and he says here, you know, are we trying to do things to to, 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 to you know, to, to be up on one with our neighbors? Are we trying to get ahead of the Johnsons or are you hearing what I'm saying today? Or are we serving God and we're doing it for, for God's purposes? So we've got to be very careful that we're not allowing the world. We're not falling in love with the world. Uh, you know, we were I was. Uh, with my family, we were in the car and we, we, we came by this house. that was a really beautiful house made out of stone. And, and Christina said, that's a beautiful house. That's like a castle. And I said, yeah, it's beautiful. She said, it'd be great to live in one of those houses. I said, yeah, as soon as we get to heaven. <laughs> and and, 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 and uh, Christina says, I don't want to wait that long. <laughs> and then sometimes I'd be talking to Christina, Jesus is coming back. And, and, and soon, are you ready? She says, no, I want to live my life. <laughs> we want to live our life, right? I'm too young. You know, I don't want to go to heaven yet. People just don't know how great heaven is. Amen. People don't know that heaven is great. We're going to talk about that today. So we've got to get revelation. So there's two dynamics. Let's look at this because Jesus talks about, uh, you know, the disciples asked Jesus, when will the last days be? And I believe that we're in the last of the last days... ...in Matthew 24, 10 through 14... ...it says here... ...and we've got to be very careful... ...it says in the last days... ...it says, "Um, and then many will be offended... ...Matthew 24, 10 and 14... ...and then many will be offended... ...and will betray one another... ...and will hate one another... ...then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many... ...and because lawlessness will abound... ...the love of many will grow cold... ...but he who endures to the end... ...shall be saved. Underline that. He who endures to the end... ...shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom... ...will be preached to all the world... ...as a witness to all the nations... ...and then the end will come. So we see two dynamics here. We see that... that ...there's going to be a group of people... ...and I believe that that, that the Lord is talking about... ...believers. And it says at this time, many will turn away... Uh, in, ...in the NIV... ...it says it this way in 24, 10 to 14... And this time many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate one another. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many. And Matthew 24, 12, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But one who stands firm to the end will be saved. So we see here what the enemy is trying to do is, number one, he's trying to to, uh, get us offended. He's trying to get people offended with one another. He's trying to get us... uh, uh, walking out of love amen, amen. he 's trying to get our hearts to grow cold towards people around us amen, amen. And, uh, and and so and so and so we see that dynamic working, and then we see a second dynamic, and the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole, in the whole world as a testimony of all nations, and, and the end will come, so we know this that 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 there is a harvest of souls. That God needs to bring in before Jesus comes back. Amen. Do you believe that today? And so, but some would say, well, it looks really bad out here, pastor. It looks like that the devil's winning. Have you ever felt like the devil's winning? You look at the news, you look at churches, you look at the state of everything. It just seems like the devil's winning. He's not winning. Because I'm going to say this. I found out that there's 196 nations in the world... Um, ...with the exception of 20 20, uh, nations... and, ...and in the 196 nations... ...the gospel is growing three times more... ...than the birth rate. Hello. In other words, people are getting saved... ...all over this planet as I speak right now. And I'm telling you, there's more people being saved now... ...than ever before... ...and there's more people being saved in the past 40 years... ...than the past 1900 years... Is that amazing? Millions, of people, millions of people are being swept into except for about 20 nations, and we're one of the 20 nations. Why? Because in America we got it too easy. We, got it too, we don't need to depend on God. We, we, got, we got Medicare, we got health insurance, we got medication, and you know, we got, you know, Dr. Phil, who needs God? You know what I'm talking about? We, you know, in, in other words, there is a. Li- listen, um, uh, there, there is. Uh, how how am I going to say this? Um, there's a danger in in having everything that you that, that you desire. There's a danger of having too much. Amen. There's a danger of having life too easy. Amen. There's a danger when everything is so easy. It makes sometimes it makes us lazy. I, I think what it, it, there's a danger of, uh, of success can be a two-edged sword. And when you have success and you have your house and you have money in the bank and you have your health and you have your relationship, there's a, there's a danger of feeling secure in yourselves. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? There's a danger, but we got to put our security in God. We, you know, all this stuff, you know, your bank account could be wiped out tomorrow. You know, you could be on this. You know, everything could be wiped out this week. But where's your faith? Right. It better not be in your stuff. Right. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? So, so, so we have to make sure that we're, that we're building the kingdom and we're uh, part of the, the the group that's bringing in the people in the kingdom of God. Amen. So, so we see this. and And so let's look at this scripture here. Uh, it says here, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. Now, I am going to say this, that we got to make sure that our love is intact. In Matthew 6, 12, um, it says here, we do not want, this is NIV, we do not want you to become lazy, this is Paul, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. I talk about this a lot when I preach. Um, if you're standing on anything, and how many people are believing God for anything in here? Um, I I hate to tell you this, it's going to take some time. The bigger you're believing God for, the greater time sometimes it's going to take. In other words, there's a process in us walking out our faith and believing. Some of you are believing for some of your relatives to come to God. There's a process. It just doesn't happen overnight, but you've got to stay in the process. In other words, keep praying for your relatives. Keep witnessing. Don't, Don't give up. Don't give up on your relatives. Don't give up on, on, your, on your nephews and nieces and your cousins. And Don't give up. No, no, don't give up on your kids. No, no, keep praying. You know, the Bible says that, that we ought to always pray and faint not. Amen. So, yo, know, I'm going to keep praying. Amen. I, I'm not going to give up on you. I'm going to keep praying for some of you. I'm, I'm going to keep praying that, you know, if, you know if, if sometimes I come to church and somebody, a family's not in. I'm like, I got to pray for them i got to connect with them. Why? Because I don't know. If, are, are they drifting? Are they snoozing? Are they sleeping? <laughs> are, are they being lured by the, the enemy? Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So, so, so we don't want to become lazy. But we want to imitate those. Talking about the patriarchs. Through faith and patience. Inherit the promises. Somebody say I'm getting a tune up this morning. So you're getting a tune-up this morning. And it says, because, because we can get so caught up in doing life, we forget that, that we're in the kingdom. We can get so caught up in paying our bills and working. And we forget that we're part of... Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? We, we need not forget. Amen? It says here in the New Living Translation that you will not become spiritually dull or indifferent. Instead, you will be follow the example of those who are going to inherit God's promises because of their faith and Endurance. Somebody say endurance. What does endurance mean? It means that you just don't get you just don't quit. It means that you keep going. See, some of you got to be like the energizer bunny. Anybody know what the energizer? The energizer bunny keeps going and going and going. Anybody ever watch TV? Okay, come on. Go work with me this morning, please. Please work with me. Say I'm the energizer, but I keep going and going for the Lord. Amen. So, so, so we got to look at this now. Now, Jesus talks about soils and we got to be very careful uh, of, of the soil of our hearts because we could be one day we could be totally full throttle for God. And the next day we could be full throttle for the devil. Amen. It's a process. It's a process it's a process. You're, you slowly start backing away from the things of God and pretty soon you're walking in the devil's territory and you're not even aware of it. Amen. It, it, it's not a flip. You're fooled for God and fooled for devil. It's a process. The enemy, he, he, it's a process. And pretty soon you're so far away from God, you're like, how did I get here? Amen. And your life is falling apart and things aren't working. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So he says here, Luke 8, 13 through 15, he says, uh, Jesus is talking about different soils of people's heart. He says, Those are on the rocky ground are ones who receive the word with joy. When they hear it, but they have no root, they believe for a while, but in time of testing, they fall away. So, 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 so we have uh, people that hear the word, they get saved. But when they're being tested, you know, the devil's going to test you. He's going to test you, you know, if you really are committed. He's going to say, yeah, we have people that say, oh, I'm ready. Uh, And and through the years, uh, pastor, I'm I'm joining the church. They come to the class. They join the class, but they never come back to church. And they say, pastor, I'm behind you. I'm behind you. And they're so far behind me, I can't even see them anymore. (laughs) Where are they at? I'm behind you, Pastor. I'm with you. Where are you at, man? And, and, they, and they make it to the class and they thought that was the pinnacle. They made it to the class. They got water baptized. They don't have to do anything else for the Lord. They can go back home. No, no, you've got to keep moving forward. This is just a start. This is just the beginning. Yes. No, no, no. God has something for you. Yes. Amen. Don't be like those. I'm, I'm behind you all the way, Pastor. All the way to the end. You know. <laughs> Amen. And the second uh, soil. Says the seed fell among thorns. Stands on the uh, thorns. Stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasure. And they do not mature. So this is the third soil. Jesus is talking about uh, different people that, that, that has been introduced to the gospel of the kingdom of God. And, and he's talking about that there's four types of people. And, and I'm, I'm just focusing on these two here. Um, and, and he says that there's one that receives with joy. They start off really great. I love the message. I love the church. But you can't find them in two weeks. Then you got, you know, you got another soil that, that, that stays in there a little longer. They may bear some fruit, but all of a sudden other things start creeping in to their life, their career, uh, their hobbies, the new boat, whatever becomes more. And that becomes more greater than serving God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And what happens is, is that the people a lot of times when we're in this walk, uh, we get disappointed. We don't see our prayers being answered. We, 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 we our kids seem to be getting worse. Uh, you know, uh, our finances are under attack. You know, we're tithing, and all of a sudden things aren't working anymore. The refrigerator breaks down. And what the enemy's trying to do in this day, he's trying to discourage us. And we get discouraged and it makes us want to quit. Is that right? Whenever you you, you get a disappointment and something doesn't fall through and you've been praying, God, please. And then, you know, you get the, you get, it doesn't come through. You get discouraged. And when we get discouraged, that means that the courage is taken out of us. Because the Bible says, be strong and of good courage. To inherit the land. We got to be strong and of good courage. But what the devil's trying to do is take the courage out of us. Are, are you hear what I'm saying to you today? And so, so he's trying to discourage us. So we have no courage to walk it out with God. It takes courage to walk with God. You, it, it, you know what I'm saying? You, 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 courage. What was it on the Wizard of Oz? That, that lion wanted courage, right? you know, courage, the scarecrow wanted a brain, right? Some of us need a brain, some of us need a brain to serve God, amen? And so, and so courage, so, so we get discouraged through the trials, and some of us, because of discouragement, we allow that to get us uh, offended either with God or people in the church, and we lead the church, And we and we are in jeopardy of losing rewards and and losing our stand in God. Amen. And we're in jeopardy of really uh, uh, of losing uh, the harvest that God wants us to affect in this life. Because your life counts. And what we do for God connects with people coming into the kingdom of God. And if we're not in our place, then they may not even be able to come into the kingdom. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so so, so there's responsibility. Oh, Pastor, you you have to say responsibility. Yeah, we respond to his ability in our lives. And so, and number two, what the enemy will do, he will try to distract us. So he discourages us. He will distract us through the deceptiveness of riches and the love of other things. He will distract us. And pretty soon we get distracted The enemy in this pandemic is trying to distract some of us and keep us from moving forward in the the kingdom of God. He's trying to distract us and, and, and we can't allow distraction to come in. And number three, he's trying to divide us. The devil wants to divide us from the blessings and the power of God in our lives he, you know the devil will work against our marriages he 's trying to bring division in our marriages he he wants to divide the husband and the wife he he wants to he wants to bring you know division between uh, parents and kids and he wants to bring division that the, the devil 's a master of division, and he 's trying to divide us and and get us uh you know uh, pull us apart you know we, you know there 's a saying that uh, we're stronger or we're better together. in other words, in numbers, you have strength, and what the enemy's trying to do is get us pulled away from the group, the body of Christ, get us uh, uh, away from the body of Christ, then he attacks us amen so so look at luke twenty one twenty eight it says uh, uh, when when these things begin to take place. You know, and, and you have discouragement, distraction, division. You you got you you got to get your head screwed on straight, and you got to lift up your heads, and you have to be looking for Jesus. You have to be focused that Jesus could come back any day. Now, now I'm going to give you three keys to stay positive in a negative world, because this world that we live in is negative. But you know what? Hopefully, the world that that you know, that because that we, that, we are in the world, but we're not of the world. And our citizenship is of heaven. So and we're new creations in Christ. And if we're new creations in Christ, we respond differently. Amen. We, we, in other words, the Bible says when you encounter all trials and tribulations, you count it all joy. You don't. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In other words, saints shout. And you have to shout before the walls come down. Amen. Amen. Because the walls, uh, uh, the impregnable walls, it seems like your prayers aren't being answered. It seems like, you know, your finances are being hindered. Those those walls that the enemy is trying to build up. You better start shouting. And and, and, and don't wait to shout after the walls fall down. You better start shouting before those walls fall down. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? You better start shouting. And the walls will come down. Like I preach, your shouts better be louder than the devil's whispers. Hallelujah. Some of you aren't shouting enough. You know, the old commercial, shout it out. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a cleaning commercial, right? <laughs> you know, Pastor David watched too much TV in his day. <laughs> Energize your money, shout it out. Okay, so look at this. So we have to have this. If we're going to make it through the pandemic... Which I, I believe it's not going to last for, you know, like a decade, you know. After the elections, I believe everything's going to be back in order. Amen. <laughs> but we'll continue to move forward. Amen. <laughs> but, uh, amen. It says here, uh, number one, we have, to be hev- we have to be heavily minded. The Bible says keep your, keep your mind set on Christ to be in perfect peace. And it, the Bible says that we need to have a heavily mind. ...who are left until the coming of the Lord... ...will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven... ...with a loud command... ...with the voice of an archangel... ...and with a trumpet call of God... ...and the dead in Christ will rise first... ...and after that he who is still alive... ...are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds... ...to meet the Lord in the air. So we will be with the Lord forever... ...therefore encourage one another with these words... So we see here that um, that uh, the Apostle Paul got the revelation and he's talking about the rapture of the church. And he and he's talking about that. That don't be grieving with people that have passed away, you know, uh, because because they're in heaven right now. But um, there's when Jesus comes back, something's glorious is going to happen. We're going to get glorified bodies. Glory to God. And I'm telling you, I'm not going to have to run on a treadmill anymore. Glory to God. I'm not going to have to watch what I eat anymore. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not going to have to half starve myself half day for intermittent fasting. Glory to God. And I'm I'm telling you, and and we're going to, when Jesus, when the Trump, and and we're going to be raised up. Some people say, I'm going to be the first to go. Then you're going to be dead first because it's the dead in Christ to be raised up. Well, I'm going to be the second to go. Amen. And so the bodies, amen. Uh, I'm going to be the first to go up. No, you, uh, then you're gonna, not going to be making it. Amen. You're going to be going on with the Lord, which is good. And so he says here, so, um, so that, 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 that Jesus is going to be calling us up and uh, we're going to be called up together in the clouds. Amen. And so I like that because we've got to get a revelation that Jesus is coming back. We're, we are actually, like I preached last week, we're not, we don't have to wait until we have our glorified bodies to rule and reign with Jesus. We can rule and reign with Jesus right here today. Amen. We're called to rule and reign with Jesus. We're called to be seated in heavenly places. And so we see this, that we have the benefit of the glorified body and living with God. Amen. And we have the benefits of heaven. Revelation 21, 4 says he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order and, uh, of things has passed away. I love that because, you know, we're getting to heaven. And, and it says that God's going to wipe away every tear from our eyes. Amen. And I was I was reading that yesterday as I was preparing my message. And, of course, Christina was there and she said, what about tears of joy? <laughs> and like, well, it says he's going to wipe away every tear. Maybe those are tears of joy. Amen. I don't know. And uh, but he's going to wipe away every tear. Amen. And, 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 and death will be no more. Glory to God. And we're, 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 we're headed there. Say I'm headed there. In other words, we're headed to a place where we're not going to be depressed anymore, where we're not going to be oppressed anymore. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Where we're not going to have bad moods anymore. Amen. Where we're not going to feel oppressed, you know, and beat down. Glory to God. We're, we're, We're headed to heaven. Glory to God. We need to get excited about that. It says here, Revelation 21, 5, he, was, uh, he who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down for the words are trustworthy and true. Amen. And so we see here that uh, God is making everything new in heaven. Glory to God. Heaven is a wonderful place. We're not going to be fat babies with wings floating around on a cloud. No, no, God, no, no, we're going to have, be just like Jesus. We're going to have glorified bodies. And those who have been faithful and doing what God's calling them to do, even if it's the smallest task of, of taking out the garbage, God's going to put you in charge of a city. God's going to put you in charge of things in the future. Glory to God. Some of you may say, I don't want to be in charge. <laughs> no, no, you do when you get to heaven. Because you, you, want, you want to make sure that, that you live your life down here for God and not for yourself. And that God has these great rewards for each one of us. And I don't want to blow away my life. I, don't want to, I want my life to count. For eternity. I don't want my life, you know, because you know what? I can't believe it. It's already August. I can't believe how fast this year. And you know the older you get, the faster it goes by. Have you, have you discovered that? We're almost in Christmas time. I mean, Christmas will be here like in, in two weeks, you know. I mean, it's going to be here before you know it. And time just flies. I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't recapture yesterday. In other words, you can't say, well, you know, uh, uh, well, I I could pray today and I could read the word, but I'll wait till tomorrow. You can't recapture what you could have got done in the kingdom yesterday. See, you don't know what your prayers are accomplishing. See, one day of not praying can can hinder the move of God in in, in moving in your family or in the city. I'm telling you, your prayers are making a difference. And, and, and that's the reason why he says, we, men ought to always pray and faint not. In other words, we keep praying. We keep speaking the word. We keep, even when it doesn't even look like nothing's happening. Why? Because it's, something is happening. And our prayers are going up before the throne room of God. And they're being filled in vials. And I'm telling you, when those vials get full, and I'm telling you, they get so full that God answers our prayer. And so we keep praying and believing. I keep praying for revival. I keep praying for a move of God. I keep bringing God's word back to them. God, you said you're going to pour out your spirit. You said you're going to do these things. And I, you said, you're, not, you, you, you're your desire that no man perish, but all come to repentance. That's your desire. You don't want anybody to go to hell, God. You don't want my kids to go to hell. You don't want my neighbors to go to hell. Amen? And so we got, we, we, we got to plead our case with God. Yes. And we plead in prayer, God, you said I'm supposed to be the head and not the tail. You said I'm supposed to be the lender and not the borrower. You said I'm supposed to be blessed in the city and the field. Glory to God. You plead your case with his own Word. Amen. So, so we've we got to get that. See, so when, when the disciples were, were, were dealing with, with fear and some of us in the body, we should not be doing it. But we're looking around and we're fearful and we're doubting that maybe can God do anything in here? It looks like the devil's winning. Yes, he can. Yeah. Jesus said, do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. John 14, 1, 6. For, for uh, my father's house, there's many rooms. Or mansions. If they were not so, I would have told you. And I'm going to prepare a place for you. If I go prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you with me. That you also may be where I am. And you know the way and the place where I'm going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? You know, they were called the disciples. They didn't get it too much. The disciples. The disciples. You know what I'm talking about? So Thomas is saying, how do I know where you're going? Right? And Jesus and Jesus answered, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In other words, you just follow Jesus, and Jesus is going to bring you into all victory. You keep following Jesus. You put Jesus first place in your life. You make sure you're walking after you. You, you, you become Jesus' shadow. Glory to God. You follow Jesus and he will bring you into all truth. You Just following Jesus, you will stumble into your call. Just follow Jesus to the church that he's calling you to. And he will lead you and guide you in the church. And you, will just, you just automatically fall into your call. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And number two, uh, something to be excited about. We are not going to suffer the wrath of God. Amen. See, some people believe and there's a part of the body. Even some of you might believe, Pastor, we're going to go through the tribulation. We're going to go through those seven years. And, you know, I've read it in Matthew and and, and that's what Jesus said. So, you know, well, Jesus at that time, the church wasn't even talked about. And, and the Jews was asking, when, when are you going to set up your earthly kingdom? Amen. And, and the church wasn't even talked about. And 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 uh, Paul and the churches came about when Jesus went up and and then you got the Jewish believers and then you got the Gentile church. And so he was saying when the kingdom was going to be set up. Yeah, Jesus has come back to set up his earthly kingdom down here. Amen. Yeah, but he is he is coming to pick us up. Amen. Amen. And so and we'll have a seven year uh, banquet in heaven and then we'll come back to set up the kingdom. I like that theology. Amen. It says in Romans 1.18, it says, the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all godliness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth in their wickedness. So we see here that that the wrath of God is coming on those that suppress the truth of God's word, the unbeliever. So the unbeliever, if they don't get Jesus in their life, then the wrath of God is going to fall on them. Amen. I don't want to be in that camp. That's a place of no grace. I've got to have God's grace in my life. Amen. Have you ever sinned and uh, missed God and you just didn't feel the presence of God and you didn't feel the, uh, you know, his grace on you and you almost felt like you were under the wrath of God? Have you ever been there? Amen. But thank God we're not. There's grace. Amen. In Romans 5, 9, it says, since we have now been justified by his blood how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? So so we're justified by the blood of Jesus and and how much more shall we be saved from the wrath through him? I'm just giving you some scriptures to saying that we are saved from from the seven year tribulation that the Bible talks about in the book of Revelation. In Thessalonians 5, 1 and 3, it says, Now my brothers and sisters, uh, about times and dates we do not need to write to you for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on themselves suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman and they will not escape. So we see here that, you know, I'm going to say this, that uh, maybe you're watching online and you haven't made a decision for Christ. You need to do it today. Maybe you're in here and you're waffling in your faith and you're thinking about going back into the world. You you better straighten up your thinking. You better get back to God. Amen. In other words, you better run into the mercies and the grace of God and, and 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 not not think that that you can't uh, lose any rewards or even you're standing with Christ. Amen. We don't want to get so arrogant that we think that we can live our life any way we want. And God got got us. No, you can't live your life any way you want. And God gotcha. You. Amen. Amen. You better start walking with Christ. You walk with Christ. Amen. Say, I'm walking with Christ. And so, and so we're not going to suffer the wrath as long as we're walking with Christ. Number three, but last point, we are on the edge of a great revival. We need to be expectant. And we're on our edge of a great revival. Whenever there's been persecution in the church, uh, the church grew. And we know this in, in, in the days of the book of Acts. We know this, that the disciples, they were in an upper room. Jesus said, go to the upper room, pray so that you would be endued with power from on high. Right. They went to the upper room. And even before that, it may have been the same upper room. They were in a room and the doors were locked. And the Bible says that Jesus came in. Why was the doors locked? Because they were scared. Because they crucified Jesus uh, and uh, and the disciples were scared that they were going to, you know, Jesus was an example to all his disciples. You follow Jesus, you might be on the cross. So the disciples are scared. And so what is the enemy trying to do? He's trying to make us scared to follow God, to speak up. Amen. To speak up what's right. He's trying to cower down the church. He's trying to keep us cowered down instead of speaking up what is right. Sin is wrong. Righteousness is right. We gotta speak up about these things. We gotta be people of honor and integrity and stand for what's right. If we don't stand for what's right, we'll fall for anything. Amen. And so we have to stand for what's right. Glory to God. Revival comes out of persecution. And we see this, that the, that the 120, Jesus said, go to the upper room. And, and we know Peter was timid. We know Peter, you know, denied Christ, you know, uh, knowing him. And, and, and three times, remember that in the garden, uh, you know, when he was in, um, when he denied Christ three times and followed Jesus into the, pra- the praetorium and, and uh And Jesus told him that he would do that. Why? Because flesh wants to protect itself. Flesh, in other words, we got to get to a point where we're not just looking out for ourselves. We need to get to a point where we realize that we are our brother's keeper. In other words, we need to get to the point that that we don't go to to church just for ourselves. We go to church for others. We go to church for Jesus. We go to church to to inspire other people in the church. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We just don't go to church to see what we can get out of it. We go to church to worship God. We go to church to serve God. We go to church to please God. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And so we know that the disciples, what happened was they got endued with power from on high. And Peter went from a coward, amen, to a lion. And Peter preached that day to a crowd of of at least 3,000. And he said, "You, you crucified the king of glory. And then, and he was bold. And he was standing for what was right and he was telling them what they did and they said, what must we do to be saved? And he said, repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And 3,000 souls came in. What happened? Revival. And I'm going to say this, we're on the verge of revival. Your kids are coming in to the kingdom of God. How the hell are they going to do it? It's God. It's not because of how good you are or what a good parent you are. No, it's the power of God. You got to believe it. You got to believe that Jesus is moving in this dark generation and he's going to sweep in a crowd of people. There's a crowd of people for seed life church. There's a harvest that God wants to bring in and he's going to bring it in through me and he's going to bring it in through you. How? Through our prayers. Through our witnessing, through our faithfulness to God. And when we keep being faithful and walking it out and bad things are happening and people are watching us and they see, wow, man, this happened to you and you're still serving God, yes, I cannot quit on God. I cannot give up on God. God won't let me quit, (laughs) glory to God. No, 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 if I don't grow weary in well-doing, I will reap the blessing if I faint not. And so we can't allow the enemy to get us off our game. We can't allow the enemy to get us distracted. We can't allow the enemy... Uh, To get us deluded. We can't allow the enemy to get us discouraged. I'm telling you, there is a great harvest coming in. Your families are coming in. Keep praying. Keep believing. Keep standing. And you will see the salvation of the Lord in, in your life, in your family life, in this city. I believe it. So be it. Glory to God. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you. Father, that you're preparing your bride. Oh, your glorious church. I thank you, Father God, we are the bride without spot or wrinkle. And Father God, if we have spot or wrinkles, help us to get those spot or wrinkles out of our lives. So that we can walk faithful and upright before you. And Father God, I thank you for all the precious people. You're raising up up a glorious church. Those that are here, those that are watching online. And Father, I thank you. And Maybe there's some in this audience or maybe online. Maybe you haven't made a... ...quality decision for Christ. Maybe you've never confessed Jesus as your Lord. Well, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. So I want to encourage you today. Make a move for God. The Bible says if you draw near to God... ...He will draw near to you. So so make this declaration today. Pray this prayer. Yes, just, just say it out loud. Say, dear God, I believe... ...Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins... I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, Lord Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. And I turn my back on sin and darkness and turn fully to you. And I receive you in Jesus' name. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.